Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Sadly, two more victims of Saturday's mass shooting in El Paso died on Monday morning, raising the number of fatalities to that massacre to 22. The mass shooting, one of the deadliest in modern U.S. history, unfolded at a Walmart around 11 a.m. Saturday as a 21-year-old suspect, Patrick Crisius, allegedly opened fire in the store, initially killing at least 20 and injuring 26. Crisius was booked on capital murder charges. Authorities said the crimes he accused of are being investigated as domestic terrorism. Officials are also looking into whether hate crime charges against him are appropriate. And, of course, in Dayton, Ohio, also several hours later, nine people dead in a mass shooting there. The shooter, of course, was killed by police who were on the scene. But what makes these young people do this? One was 21, the other was 24. Here's our resident psychiatrist, Dr. Peter Bregan. Peter, another shocking story, my friend. What What's happening? Well, it's a, it's a continuing theme. One of the things I want to point out is that the shooter um, down south identified himself as, as some sort of white power, but the Dayton shooter identified himself with being a, a Democrat. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned right now about what in the world is going on in the political arena, uh, specifically about what is going on. Um, it isn't all about people just being disturbed, but a lot of it is about that. And I think that, you know, Trump brought up today the possibility of trying to identify earlier people who are just flagrant, flagrant in, in their warnings and their threats. Well, I guess, you know, if you could uh, look at the postings of these individuals, you might be able to track something. But I'm not sure you can catch somebody like that, Peter. Well, the Dayton, the Dayton fellow, you know, he had for several years had been a massive threat to people. He, uh, he'd uh, li- uh, been found in high school to have a list of females to assault. Then he wrote a hot list on the, war- on the yeah. wall. And then it's reported that on one day, I was amazed, in 2012, one-third of the students skipped school because they were so afraid of him. I mean, that's bizarre. And nobody did anything. Do we know anything about their medical history or their prescriptions or anything like that Not at this time? At this time, um, uh, the, uh, the Dayton youngster talked about feeling psychotic and hearing voices, so he certainly was uh, very disturbed. And, of course, he gave signals everywhere. He told a girl all about his voices that were very menacing to him. The, um, uh, you know, the, we don't know that either one of them had any psychiatric care or that either one of them were on psychiatric drugs. Well, and let me ask you, Peter, as a psychiatrist, if either one of these two happened to have been a patient of yours and you picked up the possibility that they could do some harm to others, are you at liberty to talk to police about that or must it remain confidential? Oh, you're compelled by law in just about every uh-huh. state of the union to take action to prevent harm from a, uh, a patient of yours. So you actually would be obligated, I would be obligated to get in touch with authorities and to say that this man was a risk. It do- the law doesn't always um, say specifically what you must mm-hmm. do, but you must take some kind of action. 
Uh, you can even warn the, the uh, if you know the victim, you can warn the victim, you can call the police, but you are obligated. And, well, that's, uh, that, that, that's good to know, Peter, to be sure. And let's, uh, let's monitor these two episodes. One of the shooters, of course, is dead, but let's find out uh, if they were on prescription drugs as well. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.